Welcome back to Under Pressure, the business building podcast for pressure washers. And today I'm very, very excited to have with us Jonathan Maynard. Welcome. Welcome, Jonathan. Nice to have you here. Uh, Awesome. Thanks, Jake, for having me. So Jonathan is the CEO of the Huge Convention. Uh, Jonathan, for anyone who doesn't know uh, the uninitiated, what is the Huge Convention? Uh, well, it's huge. So it is a, uh, a convention that uh, really encompasses uh, a lot of the home service industry. We specialize in education. So that's really our goal. We want to make sure that um, when people come there, that they are leaving with stuff that they can implement in their business today to uh, grow their top line, grow their bottom line, um, look at their business in a more strategic way. So that's really what we do. And we also have a really cool expo for the people that are that, that you want to get into the technical. We don't teach the technical there, but we do have industry leaders. We've got 130 some odd vendors um, anywhere between, uh, you know, pressure washing supply companies, uh, solid floor product companies, uh, uh, low voltage landscape lighting, Christmas lights, uh, whatever that vendor is, you can go there and you can get ideas. And if you don't, if you're not in that vertical, and I'll tell the story a little bit later about the huge convention of Christmas lights. If you have a regular, you know, a different kind of company, but you want to venture into a different vertical, then this is the place to be to get that done. That's amazing. And so as everyone in the audience can tell, of course, we're very excited to have Jonathan on here today because he has you know, a great perspective being the CEO of the huge convention. Not only do they just focus on the business side of this stuff, the business education for these home service companies, uh, but now we're, we're getting the perspective of someone who doesn't just do it in pressure washing. We're getting the perspective of someone who sees that uh, the bird's eye view for all of the home service industries. So I'm very excited to hear you know, a little bit about your story and um, a lot of the, the lessons and, and business insights that you can translate from other home service industries into pressure washing. I'm sure that there are a lot of lessons that, that are used in other industries that you can now bring into um, the pressure washing business. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my story is uh, probably a lot like a lot of other guys. Um, I was working a regular nine to five back in 2015, 2016. I was looking for something that could give me some long-term business potential. So um, in 2016, I started uh, Red Door Pro Wash. Um, that's us behind here. And yeah. um, it's a soft washing, power washing company based in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Um, we've got uh, three locations um, and uh, probably 20 some odd employees at, at this point. Um, and so the I, as as we were talking earlier, the the real big part of my story is the huge convention, and this is before I was you know a, an owner and CEO. We'll get to that in a minute, but um, I was lost. You know, I came from the IT world. I uh, didn't know a lot about power washing, but I saw it as a very good business model, and and so I didn't know what I was doing. I ended up going to the huge convention in Atlanta in I think it was twenty. 18 and it changed my world um and an amazing conference because it focused on not just how to spray some chemical on a, on a building you know that's great and and that you should know that but it it let me and it opened my brain really to looking at my business from a strategic point of view so 
you know, what, what do I need to do? What, what are the things that I need to have in place in order to grow a team? So when, when I attended my first huge convention, it was me and probably two employees. Um, you know, I was doing sales, they were doing the washing and, and it, it was amazing to hear from other guys that were going through it, you know, what they've done that, that has worked. So let's look at things like sales and marketing. What works in, in various industries? You know, what, what can we do to, to really market ourselves and really set ourselves apart from, from every other company? Um, the, the leadership stuff. How can I be a better boss? How can I be a better leader? How do I grow a team? Um, you know, what does that look like? What are other things that people are doing that has worked and what hasn't worked? And really, I look at um, when, when somebody's giving me advice or whether I'm listening to somebody, I always want to I want I want to hear from from experience, not just these uh, philosophies. You know, yeah. we can say, you know, oh, you know, this always works or this never works um, until you've tried it. You know, you, you really don't know. I learned about um, EDDM at the huge. And I, I took a class and, and I was like, it, this guy was just talking about, you know, direct mail. And he, he gave some, some really just high level stuff, but I took, and I was like, okay, this is something I can run with. I've kind of outdone Google ads. I've, I've been paying the money. And, mm-hmm. and I took that nugget. And last year I just sent this over to um, a buddy of mine who's very interested in EDDM. We spent, $50,000 in EDDM to, um, to send, I think it was 165,000 postcards, a ton of postcards. Wow. And we generated over, I, I think, pretty close to $300,000 in revenue from just direct mail. And that was wow. something I learned at the huge. And yeah. yeah, it's taken a lot of time. There's a lot of trial and error. You know, the first time you spend like 10,000 postcards and you get like four calls and you're like, why is this not working? Then really going in and, and figuring that out. And one of the cool things at the huge is we're, we're going to be putting together some stuff that, okay, I learned a ton of lessons when I did it. And I am more than happy. And our instructors are more than happy to tell you what we've learned. Yeah. And, and then you figure it out for yourself going from there, but you're standing on the shoulders of people that have screwed up and made the mistakes and sending them in the dead of winter and, and trying to send them in summer and not knowing what your sales cycle looks like and, and where you're missing the people. And here's how you can best position that offer and things like that. So, and you're doing it and you're really, you're paying 179 bucks for this ticket. You're not wow. spending thousands of dollars on a coach that might be able to help you, or you're not, you know, it's, and coaching has its place. Trust me. I do coaching as well, you know, where I'm just helping guys just, you know, kind of figure things out. Um, so coaching does have its place, but you're, you're going to, for a very low investment, which is, you know, 179 bucks for the ticket, plus your hotel and your meals and stuff like that. You might be in, you know, 1500, 2000 bucks if you, you know, go crazy, but you're going to walk away. I'm, I walked away with something from the huge that has netted me probably 30 or $40,000 on profit every year. And it is wow. paid off. And, it, and when I'm looking at whether I'm going to go somewhere or not, I go, can this thing provide me a 10 X return? And the huge yeah. convention hands down, it has done that. So in, in our, in our softwash company, just going to the, to that event every year has really allowed us to level things up because we've, 
we're we're really just gleaning from from amazing instructors. Yeah. And so one thing I wanted want to touch on that you said there was a lot there that we're gonna have to dive into. Oh yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> absolutely. No, no. Thank you for that. Just great way to wrap my head around it as well. And and for the audience to wrap their head around your story and everything you're saying is great. But let, let's piece through this a little bit. So you get there in 2018. Were you expecting this to be a technical conference, and then you were shocked at at what what transpired, and it was more you know business focused and operational focused? A little bit, yeah. Because when in 2018 it was just the pressure washing and window washing conference, mm -hmm. and so I really expected it to to be some technical. I had attended some um, some organization like conferences and things like that, and it was very technical. And so yeah. I kind of figured along the same lines, this was going to be a technical event. And I, it wasn't even in my brain space that, that I was going to go there and learn extra things. So it was, it was a pleasant surprise to me. And that's really where I, I dove in and had a lot of, you know, just like aha moments and just yeah. mind bombs were in the, in the, the leadership in the sales and marketing classes. So there's something else here that, that you said that, that's interesting to me when you were talking about, you know, high level stuff and how it can be like very general and not getting into the specifics. It sounds like you, you went to this conference and it wasn't just that abstract high level thinking. You're now put in a room with people who have done it before, who have, who have failed and can tell you what not to do, who have done it and said, Hey, maybe tweak this or tweak that. So what was that experience coming into, into somewhere where it's not high level, where it's something you can implement? Was that, was it overwhelming at first because you had so much you wanted to implement or did it make it a lot easier because you said, hey, I can stand on the shoulders of these people who've come before me and try to do what worked for them? Uh, not going to lie. It was uh, overwhelming, overwhelming, overwhelming. Yeah. because I think it's it's kind of like when you go to a buffet, right? And yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like going to a Chinese food buffet, right? And there's yeah. so much there and, and you, you get all this stuff and you can't eat it all. Yeah. You can't. So... <laughs> That that is the 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 thing you have to take a second to like wrap your brain around. It's like oh I can't die I can't digest everything right away. So um, we've actually kind of solved that problem at the huge. Sure. So yeah, and that and so we bought the huge in uh, January of 2021, and um, the the former owners. Um, uh, they they really wanted to refocus things and go in a different direction for themselves personally, mm -hmm. and so we were able to to come in. It was myself and and several other investors, and we we purchased it because we believed in the thing so much and we know how yeah. awesome it is. Um, so we did that, but then we we started thinking, okay, how can we make this thing better? How can we deliver more value to our people? So one of the things we did is. We sold the videos of every single breakout session for only 79 bucks. Um, and really what that did is it covered the cost of having videographers in every room, tying into the sound system, editing the videos and things like that. So we could probably sell that for 500 bucks. We wanted to, it's, we want to add value to the, to the community. So for 79 bucks, everybody got access to all the keynotes every one of the breakout sessions. And what's nice is you can't go to every breakout session. Even if you yeah. could, you can't digest it, but you can't. And, and so you get the opportunity to see the videos of that. And then even the ones that you really liked, you go back and rewatch them. And now you're taking more notes and you're, and you're learning again and you're listening. Um, and so 
while you can't digest it there and you come back and you're just so excited and your mind is blown, yeah. then this allows you to go, okay, let me, let me eat this elephant one bite at a time and then come up with the process and implement. So being a podcast and the fact that we love stories on podcasts, could you bring me back in time? What did you implement in, in 2018? You leave the huge convention for the first time. I'm curious on what you implemented when you went back home and then what you would recommend later on, what you would recommend now to someone who's le just leaving a huge convention. Yeah, so the when I left the first time, I was very overwhelmed and yeah. and had a thousand ideas. Yeah. But I decided, okay, one thing that I am going to implement is this EDDM, this postcard idea. And so that's when I when I left there, I, I said, let's you know, I'm going to find a, a graphic artist. And there was actually a, a guy that I had met at at a previous convention, and um, had a great graphic art you know, a portfolio for specifically the power washing industry. And I said, let's send some EDDMs and got back. And I said, the uninitiated, can you explain EDDM? Yeah. So EDDM stands for every door direct mail. So it's a service the postcard that the post office offers. You mm -hmm. give them a bunch of bulk postcards, you choose different routes and they send it to every door. It's very different than direct mail where you have a list of addresses and then you're sending to specific people. So mm -hmm. choose routes based on, um, you know, has it got a bunch of residential? Are these the houses that you currently wash now? Mm -hmm. um, and what are the high, you know, the high income areas or, or whatnot that, that you, that you want to put your service to. And that may be your business model. Your business model may be that you, that it's the, the lower income houses and, and you wash it pretty cheap and you do it in bulk, whatever your business model is, you, you look at what you're washing now and then you market to those people. Um, I am very much a, a proponent of own the neighborhood. So <laughs> if you're in there and, and you do it, then you want to own that neighborhood. If you're profitable in there and things are working out, then people know, like, and trust you. They're seeing the trucks in the neighborhood, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So you, you find those routes and then you send the postcards to those people. It's 20 mm -hmm. cents a postcard um, for postage. And you get them in your own mailbox. So if wow. you've ever seen the, especially in November, you get the political ones, um, which yeah. lesson oh, yeah. learned, don't send your EDDMs in November because you're yeah. competing with every political candidate. So I learned Great. that. Yeah, I'm sure. Is so, that when, when you left the huge convention and you implemented EDDM, is that something you went up against? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was at the end of August. We got back in September and um, I did a fall cleaning EDDM. So I did that in September, October, and November, and I sent like 10,000 postcards each time, um, which is which is a bunch of postcards. And that generated enough revenue for me to pay for what I had spent, you know, at the huge plus a bunch. Yeah. Um, so it, it really paid off there. And that was one of the things that I implemented. Um, and I'm trying to think back. I know that was the big one. I can't think yeah. of anything right offhand that was like something else that it was like, oh, this is awesome. But I think that was big enough. Yeah. So I'm wondering, actually, we had briefly, this might have been off air, talked about, you know, the huge convention and, and this education and how you're focused on team building now as well. Right. So is that something that you came out thinking like, hey, if I send out all these mailers, I'm going to need to grow and scale my operation. Is that something yeah. you were thinking? 
I, I really, I was because I met people that had like at the time I had, you know, it was me and I had a truck and it was two guys and they were washing, I was selling. And, you know, there was always these, these people that had these larger businesses, but I had never talked to them. I didn't know what, but I knew it existed. It wasn't some like crazy thing. And really being able to talk to these people and they go, okay, this is how I built my team or, you know, I just grew. And so I had to, to, to build a team in order to make this thing work. And so I think it was the next year really learned how to do recruiting. Um, and we use a, a service now, uh, blue skies admin services to do our recruiting for us because they have a real process that's kind of honed out and it, I, I save money by letting them do it because they they've got people that do the legwork and they keep a consistent flow of applicants for us. Mm -hmm. So really learning those nuances and dialing in. And I think a lot of that was going to the vendors because the vendors are the, the experts in, um, you know, in, in their particular thing. Uh, you got the pair, pair payment swag on there. So they're going to be at the huge to talk to people about how um, you can do credit card transactions at no cost to you. If, yeah. if I understand the business model correct. Oh, yeah, absolutely. How else are you going to find that out? You're going to be you're going to go to the huge You're going to be walking through. And, and there are vendors there that are honestly there that are. Yeah, they have a service to sell. Just like mm -hmm. you as a pressure washing company, you have a service to sell. There's nothing shysty about that. Oh, yeah. But and if they're going to be able to provide value to you, mm -hmm. then stop and talk to them for five minutes. And, and if it's not for you, yeah. you move on. But if it is, it's like, oh my gosh, you know. And I was talking to uh, to Joey um, about our payment processing. You know, my particular company, we do. I think last year we did seven hundred thousand dollars in credit card transactions. Yep. And I think about the amount of money that I could have saved. Yeah. And 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 it was just by talking to him for five minutes and getting the understanding of how that works. And I'm like, huh. yeah. <laughs> this is beautiful. Yeah. So by going to someplace like that, you're going to get the you're going to get the the industry people that really kind of know their their particular niche, and oh, yeah. and whether that's you know that or it's recruiting or it's um, you know these little things that you that you find out about. You go to, you know, the you stop by Power Wash stores booth and you figure out you know oh there's this little thing now that you can do that you twist this thing and it makes a thing happen, um, you know. <laughs> yeah. What, whatever that technical thing is, I'm not, I'm not a very technical, I mean, I understand how our systems work. I, you know, but, um, they know the things, you know, or you go, Hey, I'm having this problem. Mm -hmm. How do, how do I solve this? And they're yeah. going to be able to go, Oh, well, honestly, we got a product for it. Um, the, um, we have a lot of, uh, the red clay standing around here. I had no idea. I tried power washing it off. That sucks. That doesn't work. You need a chemical to do it. And yeah. literally at the huge, I ran into um, a guy that sells a product that you just spray it on. It takes it right off. Yeah. And we now do rust removal and red clay removal. We do a ton of money annually in that. And it's a wow. service that we couldn't have offered before. And you yeah. learn these little things. Absolutely. And I think that's a great lesson in um, vendors don't bite. Go go talk to a vendor. Ask them questions. You you can learn something. And what you're saying, I absolutely see. I I, I speak to 
um, you know, home service contractors and owner operators all the time who, who will come up to me and ask me questions. And we're not trying to sell. We, this podcast isn't salesy. We sponsor this podcast to provide value. That's what we want to do. We want to help our clients and the industry grow because, uh, as we say, a rising tide raises all ships. That's what that's what we want to do. So come talk to vendors, whether it's us or any other vendor. Ask those questions because you don't know what you don't know. And I'm sure that, John, you found that out uh, immediately going to the huge convention and realized, like, wow, I had all these questions I didn't even know to ask. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it's like it wasn't even a thing. And then, it, oh, you, wait, you can you can basically pass on your your credit card processing to to your people or there's companies out there that will do recruiting for you or um, there's this stuff. It Unless you're out there, you just don't know. And and it's amazing to figure out there. there's a um, I, I'm involved in a quarterly mastermind group and yeah. our, our big thing is called uh, it's who, not how. Right. Uh-huh. Who yeah. can help me? Not how can I do this? And if you implement that in your business, it's, you know, that's why I have a, a completely amazing rock star admin, because she can do the things that that sure I could do it. And I might be be able to do it better. Who knows? Probably not admin work because I'm not great at that. But it's who, not how, not how do I do this? And your vendors are the ones that help you out with that. And also the instructors that we have at the huge is who can I partner with? Who can I, you know, who can give me this this information instead of, you know, how 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 can I do this myself? And if you implement that then your world changes. There's a real big paradigm shift in, in making sure that, you know, you're not the bottleneck in your company. And for the longest time I was, because I was like, nobody, nobody washes a house like I do. You know, yeah. nobody does this. No, you know, I, I've got to do this because if I give it to somebody, then I've got to teach them how to do it. And that's going to take too long. And it's just quicker if I do it. And that's honestly, it's the wrong way to think about it because you're now limiting yourself. Mm. You know, where you can pay somebody 15 bucks an hour, 20 bucks an hour to go do a thing. And then you can work on stuff that's generating $100 an hour, $500, $1,000, $5,000 an hour. And if you look at it that way, the who, not how, it changes your life. And your vendors help you with that. So if there's someone who's scared to take that leap of faith and, and take off one of the many hats they're wearing, what would you say to them on letting, about letting letting go of control and bringing those who's in. Yeah, it's tough. I I would say if somebody else can do it 80% as good as you can, let it go and do the things that you enjoy to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Some guys, they love pressure washing stuff. Then you pressure wash stuff, hire a salesperson, hire an admin to take the calls. Then you're out there in the field and you're pressure washing stuff. There's no shame in that. People a lot of times they they get the idea that oh I need to um, I need to be the one that's in the the sales truck or I need to be in the office. Well, mm-hmm. maybe you don't. Maybe you stink at sales. Maybe you really stink at admin work. Hire somebody to do that. Or what if like me, you know, after washing you know a few hundred houses or whatever, I, I was kind of done with that. You know, I. I it's not something I enjoy. I enjoy talking to customers. So I hired people to do the washing. I did the sales. And I think if you 
you can talk to people and and have you have them walk you through that and walk you through that decision making and help you with it. It's it's invaluable. And that's really another thing that that was really good at huge was, yeah, I had great vendors, I had great instructors, but I also had people around me that I could go, you know, it's always the conversations in the hall, you know, and there's always that one person, they're annoying and they've got 83 trucks and, you know, yada, 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 and they're not telling the truth, whatever. You don't listen to those people. They're, they're everywhere. They're at every convention. They're at everything. Um, but if you listen to the people that are speaking out of their experience and you can tell they're genuine, you just, it, for me, I just learned to shut up and listen and, and ask questions when I needed to. And it was a game changer for me. I'm sure. Absolutely. It sounds like it. And, you know, you, I just, one thing I want to go back on is you come out of this convention, you, you, there's all this stuff to implement and and you implement what you do and, and all that. But now with all this experience, after having done this for years and, and being around this and, you know, seeing not only yourself and your company grow, but everyone else involved with the huge convention and, and, involved with the vendors and all this what would you recommend for someone who leaves a huge convention to prioritize right away what is the the number one thing that you see the companies that are growing doing honestly implementing just picking the one thing and implementing um one of the things that i do when i'm coaching somebody is we have a project organizer okay and that project organizer is going to list out what do you want to do what are the tasks? You have a task dump, and then you've got um, things that are things that you have to do, things that you shouldn't do, and then when to know uh, when to cut it loose. So if something's not going to work, and you have a very finite line of if this happens or if I don't achieve this, then it's time to move on to another project. Um, we. As business owners, we get really stuck. I guess as humans, we get really stuck in this thing called the sunk cost fallacy. Yes. So, so we we thought, um, I've already put this much money in it. Might as well just keep putting money in it because it's, you know, it's got to work at some point. And it's if you don't have a predetermined trigger to shut it off, then you're going to keep just pouring money into something that's not generating revenue. So it's let's go ahead and move on to the next project. Let's find something else to do. So. Coming out of the huge convention, I would find three. You can probably only manage three projects in a quarter, and you're going to want to make that a quarterly project. Instead of coming back and you're like, you come back from the huge and you're fired up and you're like, I have to implement 75 things tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're not. You're gonna you're gonna burn yourself out. You know, it's gonna be terrible, and you're not gonna implement anything well. So you pick three, one big one and two two that are smaller. And then you you come up with a plan on how to execute that. So coming out of that, that's that would be my biz, biggest suggestion. If I could go back and like, oh yeah, this is definitely something I should do. That that would be the thing that I would do. And I like that because I'm sure for every business, they're all in a different situation. So you wouldn't know exactly what to recommend as as the priority to implement. But that system of implementing would work for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Because you might be doing EDM, you might be killing it. You might send twice as many as as I do. You know, it, you could be doing, you know, a hundred other things well, but there's those three things that you don't have dialed in that you could really crank it up on. 
Absolutely. So we are going to take a moment to hear a word from our sponsor, Pair Payments, and we'll be right back. You certainly can't afford to give profit away for no reason. But what if I told you credit card processors may be overcharging you and robbing you of profits you've worked hard to earn? It's time to put an end to being overcharged for payment processing. It's time to take back your profits. That's why we've put together a free report, How to Avoid Being Overcharged by Your Payment Processor. Head over to TakeBackYourProfits.com, download the report, and put an end to being overcharged for credit card processing. You've worked hard for your sales, and you deserve to keep it. What are you waiting for? Go to TakeBackYourProfits.com and download your report today. All right, we are back. Thank you again, Jonathan Maynard, for joining us, the CEO of the Huge Convention, coming at us with a lot of great and amazing business tips uh, for your home services industry business, not just uh, pressure washing today, guys. So um, this has been great. Everything translates perfectly, and this is exactly what this podcast covers. Um, so Jonathan, being you know from the, the Huge Convention, has this great perspective and I want to talk a little bit about, from his perspective, his outlook on the home services industry. What do you see going on in the home services environment? Is there anything that people should be aware of? I, I think the biggest opportunity that we have right now, I'm not sure if, if, if our viewers are aware of the past couple of years, we've been dealing with this thing called the coronavirus pandemic. It's been <laughs> at a level. Never heard of it. Never heard? Okay. Well, you can probably Google it. It might, there, it might show up there. But um, obviously, I think we're um, we're sitting here. It's March 2022 today. I think at the getting to the tail end of it. Every time we say that, then something else happens. But we're in the home services industry. We're seeing a a really a big shift in the workforce. And for those of us that depend on employees, we're struggling a little bit. It's it's hard to find quality employees, and it's always been that way. Um, really, when you think about it, everybody's like, I have a hard time hiring. Um, this has not helped the situation, but there's hope. Because if you can have a company where your culture is dialed in, where your pay is is adequate, you know, you're not having to pay somebody $100,000 a year to wash a house. Um, you know, we, we, we have technicians that we you know, we've had to increase our pay a little bit, about a dollar an hour, but we haven't had to jump up to some crazy wages. Um, but if you have company culture dialed in, if you have um, things in your company that make you sticky, mm -hmm. then you're really not going to struggle in employee retention. It may be harder to find somebody, but once you get them, then you're going to be able to retain them. And if you have, like I said, if you have awesome culture, these guys are going to be inviting their friends to come to work because these guys, they interact with people that kind of do the same type of jobs and maybe they're, you know, driving machinery over here and maybe they're building houses over here, doing roofing over here. It's generally kind of the same uh, manual labor type jobs. These are the guys are hanging out with and they could go, hey, you know, it, everybody, you know, talks about their job when they get together, you know, and they could guys like, man, I really hate roofing. It kind of sucks. It's, you know, I'm up there and it's a thousand degrees and it's just not really what I wanted. And there's no upward mobility in the company. They go, dude, we're looking for awesome people. You should apply here. And if you are creating that stickiness and their and their friends are bringing it in and now, you know, we've got guys that, that work in our company, our technicians hang out after work. 
we do something every month where we do team building activity. So we're, we're going to go race go-karts. We do axe throwing. Um, I brought a video game trailer to our office and, you know, everybody's in there playing video games. We do team building activities. If you can do that, now they're working with their friends. It makes it harder for them to leave because now if I'm going to go work for another 25 cents an hour, you know, I'm leaving my friends. I'm leaving mm-hmm. my community. So if you build that community, then they are going to stick around and yeah. they're they're going to they're going to run through a wall for you if you, if you're a good leader. Yeah. And because they believe in the the company. If you have core values, behind us is our poster. These are three of our lead techs and mm-hmm. and it talks about our core values. And it's not just a poster that's on the wall. We talk about those every morning at the standup. Mm-hmm. And you know, why why are we professional? Why are we purposeful? Why are we principled? You know, why why these things and how can you exude these things? They're learning. I give them all the leadership books they can read. I pay for them. Whatever yeah. books, and let's do that. Let's talk about it. We use Slack as a communication device for our company, which yeah. people, if, if it's being picked up in the, the thing, I the audio is not off on mine. So all these notifications. Because- I, I just opened Slack because I thought that was my Slack. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny. Yeah, it, because our, our technicians are communicating on that. Yeah. And and they're so they're they're talking and they're interacting and we're we're discussing leadership podcasts and we're discussing things that are high level because my my job as a, as a business owner is to make sure that when an employee leaves and I'm not under any kind of delusion that somebody's going to work for me until they're 80 years old okay yeah. people find other jobs but if they if they leave a better person I've done my job yeah. You know, Absolutely. you know, we're, we're, small, we're a small pressure washing company. We're, we're not going to have a ton of, you know, we have some middle management positions, some upper management positions, but we don't have 30 of those positions. So when these guys are, when they grow up as far as like from a leadership perspective and we don't have an opportunity, we can't make an opportunity, you know, I'll send them on my way. I just lost my service manager over the winter. He told me in October, he's like, hey, I have a really cool opportunity, this this company to go into, you know, this upper leadership. And right now that he was capped out in our company, but he was like, hey, I'm going to I'm giving you like two months notice and whatever you need from me. And I was like, dude, that is so awesome. And he's like, it's because he's been reading the books. He knows what to talk about. He's got these perspectives, these mindsets. And so. And then we had another technician that's kind of been on his on his heels is, you know, he can move into that that service manager position. So if you're creating that culture, you're going to not face the same amount of struggles that that other companies are facing at, at this time. So really, in the home service industry, we've got an employment crisis if you're not prepared. So if you're creating these things and you've got it dialed in. You're you're still going to struggle, but you're going to ride the wave a little bit better. And I knew if I didn't have these things dialed in, man, I would be in so much trouble right now. Yeah. So for someone who's looking to get all of this dialed in, you mentioned a couple of times these 
these these resources you're using, these books, these leadership books, the business books, uh, regardless of what it is, whether it's books or podcasts, do you have any resources that you'd recommend to the audience to to go check out? Yeah, there's. I mean, I'm gosh, sure there's, there's so many, so many books. Yeah. Um, who not how? Dan yeah. Sullivan wrote that. Uh, he also wrote a book called The Gap in the Game, a tremendous wow. book. Um, everybody, I think, has talked about Extreme Ownership by Jocko Wilnick. Terrific yeah. leadership book. Um, there's um, in our, our quarterly group that I lead, um, there's a, um, a book that, that's going to be for our next event next week, and it's called Soundtracks by John Acuff. And he talks about the things that play in our brain and the soundtracks that we, that we just have going on. And sometimes that soundtrack is stress. And, yeah. and if we let that soundtrack play all day, we're, we're going to have a problem. So how do you turn that down? You can't turn soundtracks off. They're just, yeah. they're part of your psyche, but you can turn them down. Yeah. You know, um, there, uh, I think it's Robbie Naval talks. Of, um, if you Google Naval, N-A-V-A-L, he's got some great, snippets um and, and that super heady stuff he talks about like neuroplasticity and like all kinds of words that i can't pronounce yeah uh, he's brilliant but yeah. um from a leadership perspective you can really take and 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 get the nuggets and just implement you know things i i i say just continue to grow find find some podcasts that you can listen to I mean, it's fun. I listen, you know, I like, we were joking about Joe Rogan um, before this. I can listen yeah. to the Joe Rogan podcast. I can listen to Two Bears, One Cave. I like listening to funny stuff. The problem is I've got to be filling my brain mostly with stuff that is going to add value. So finding, yeah. uh, there's a podcast, um, uh, Michael Hyatt has a podcast. It's great. A Don Miller, Business Made Simple podcast is is a great podcast. But while you're working, having those things kind of in the background and going, that that's so valuable. Um, yeah. So that that's what I would recommend for for leadership stuff. There's probably a billion other things out there. Absolutely. So thank you. Those are some fantastic resources. Um, wow. So if someone hears all that, what's the book they go to first? What, what is the first book you recommend? <laughs> uh, um, you know, funny, Johnny Kip wrote a book called Start. So start with start. Um, start with start. Um, Cause he teaches you how to start. Well, he then wrote a book called finish later. Cause he's like, well, <laughs> because, because we're entrepreneurs, we, yeah. we don't finish things well. And I literally, I, I posted something on his Instagram or Facebook. And I said, you know, ironically, I started your book finish. And then it took me like six months to finish it. <laughs> <That's> hilarious. <laughs> because, you know, it's like, uh, we did, because we start all these things, but we don't finish well. So this yeah. book really teaches us how to finish well, how to get those projects completed. If you look at your garage, how many things you got laying around? You go go out to your shop, you go to your office, how many projects have you started, but you haven't finished? Yeah. And and so those two bookend books are, are terrific. They're short. John Acuff is probably one of the funniest human beings on the planet. Um just the way that he writes. If you do audiobooks, I would highly suggest because he reads his own audiobooks like a normal human being. Um, I, 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 it frustrates me with when an author writes a book and then he doesn't read it, except for like probably Mark Levin. I couldn't listen to him read an audiobook to save my life. Sorry, Mark, yeah. if you're listening. But um, 
he has a voice and he has a way of, of telling his story that is just captivating and really going in there and, 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 and just listening to those books, I think are, it's going to be a, a game changer and a, and a huge step forward for, for the listeners. Absolutely. So, so that was, you said start by John Acuff. John Acuff. It's J O N and then A C U F F. John Acuff. Yeah. All right. So I will I will put that in the caption for our audience so they can go find that. Um, wow. Thank you. That's awesome. So, so many great resources and anyone who's watching this podcast or, or listening, we mostly listeners. So anyone who's listening to this podcast right now, you're speaking to. Uh, you know, the people who are looking for this information, for this mm-hmm. for this business information. But I, one thing I want to mention that you said is starting. We, we start so much as entrepreneurs and we have trouble finishing it, right? So how do you keep yourself in that mindset? Is, is it by keeping like a drip feed of these books? Because every time you read one of these books, you get back in that mindset. Every time you go to a convention, you get back in that mindset. But what, what keeps you going? Well, it, it's my project organizer, honestly, yeah. it is knowing what my three big projects are and then hitting on it. Um, I talked about Hyatt's thing. I always, if you see me around, you're going to see this thing right here. This is a full focus planner and it has annual goals, quarterly goals, um, my daily top three. So I've got the top three things that I'm hitting every day and then all my other stuff. So I've got a to-do list. It's probably this long. And, and I check one or two things off that you know, during the, during the day. And then the rest of the stuff just gets bumped to the next day. But my top three, I got, these are the things that I've got to accomplish. And then having that goal of, you know, and we are accomplished driven people. That's why we don't finish projects a lot of times because we don't see the the immediate accomplishment. So we're just like, oh, this sucks. I'm just keep doing this thing. And this is taking forever and it's not working. And and I don't know why. And, and so we're just like, we abandoned it thinking, oh, I'm going to, and we, we, we hit it from a, a very like uh, pious thing. Like I, I have better things to do. You know, <laughs> I need to refocus my energy. And it's like, no, man, you just you you sucked at getting that done. Let's just get it done and get yeah. it finished, and then move on. So that for me, that's a huge resource. the The planner is stupid expensive. Um, it it's like forty bucks a quarter. I mean, it it's it's well worth the investment. But if you don't have forty bucks a quarter to 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 pay for it. Just get a piece of paper. Donald Miller, um, it, it, one of his resources is almost the same planner, but it's it's PDFs, and you just you print a bunch of them, you fill them out. It doesn't have to be expensive. Doesn't have to be complicated or fancy. Yeah. Your top three, your to do list, your quarterly goals, and if you have that dialed in and write it down, you're you're going to be a lot more clear in your thinking and clear in your brain. Um, Entrepreneurs are listening to this. They'll understand that there there are things that just wake you up at night, mm-hmm. and and it's like you've got these ideas, and you're trying to remember all this stuff, and you're trying to keep it in your head. And the day that my wife, I think she put me in a headlock and was like, "You need to start writing crap down." Yeah, and because I'm so good at keeping things in my head, yeah. you know. I write it down. I still remember it, but I don't think about it like I used to. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not constant because in my brain, I'm always having to refresh this thing so that it stays on top of, on top of mind. Now, if I just go, okay, that's written down. I don't have to think about that anymore. 
One thing I love about writing things down as well and getting them out of your head is that it, even though it's a baby step, it's still one step in the process. It is a baby step, but it's one step in making it real. You have an idea, it's not real until it's on paper and then the ball starts rolling. Yeah, yeah. And I woke up the other night, a uh, quick story. And, and yeah. with our service company, I, you know, right now we've got these like two hour windows, like your, your crew will arrive between eight and 10 or 10 and 12. And finally I was like, you know what? And it makes scheduling kind of a nightmare because, you know, especially in house washing, there are things that happen, you know, you can't find their stupid water spigot, their water spigot's not on, this isn't this, you know, and, and you, now you're having issues. And so I was like, okay, we're just, we're, we're moving to four hours. You're getting eight to 12 or 12 to four. And then, then it helps with customer expectations. But I, I had to start by writing it down. And it was like an immediate, like, oh my gosh. And I grabbed my book and I wrote it down. I think that, and if you even have that in your phone, everybody carries their phone. You don't go anywhere without that stupid thing. Have a note thing. I have an app called To Do. It's free. And if I have a if I have a crazy entrepreneurial idea, I write it down in there. I'm just like, ah, you know. It's usually when I'm sitting on the can. I'm just like, ah, and then you just write it down, you know. That way, it's written down, and then you can execute on it. There's nothing worse than having all these great ideas. You don't write them down, and then you're like, oh man, what did I accomplish? Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. So, I'm wondering. Um, if we could, we covered so many great things here, and I'm sure that we could go on, we could go on forever. But I'm wondering, are there a couple of things that you see as trends right now? Maybe a trend that's working in the home services industry, and a trend that just is not working, or you don't see working. I'm just wondering if we could, if we could touch on a couple of trends. Um, are you talking about trends like um, business, whether it's a market business trends? Um, I, honestly, I really see. People are, they are hiring things out more, um, yep. at least where I'm at. So we really see that and, and they're doing, they're, we're really, I think we're just lucky to, to be in, I guess, a time where people are going to pay for luxury services. Yeah. Christmas lights is an example. That's another thing we, you know, we kind of touched on that. Um, yeah. I, at the huge convention, I met a guy. And he was doing Christmas lights and, mm. and he had this whole, this whole program. And, and I was like, I never thought about that. And I put it on hold for a year. And then the next year I was like, you know what, we're going to execute on this. Um, and we, that is our highest profitable thing. If I could just do Christmas lights year round, man, I'd be, <laughs> it'd be great. Um, my crew would probably be upset because it's hard work. And, it, and yeah. it's a very condensed time, but people are paying for that. So I see people doing that and people are getting really savvy. Um, you know, they're, they're looking at Google reviews. They're, they're doing a lot of research. So yeah. if you know what you know and you are able to clearly articulate that and deliver, um, I think that that's really one of the big trends. Um, the other thing is people are really growing their companies unlike anything before. I had a conversation uh, with a buddy of mine uh, a few weeks ago, which he's going to be speaking at the, um, um, sorry, he's going to be speaking at the convention. 
Okay. And um, his name's Josh Latimer. Um, and he had a window cleaning company, grew and, and sold. And we were talking about how five, six years ago, to do a million dollars in sales was almost like pie in the sky. Like it was almost difficult to do. Yeah. And now it's it's almost commonplace and not saying that it, that it is. And that's where you need to be because there are people that do $300,000 a year and they are way more profitable than somebody doing a million dollars a year. So if that's not where you're at or where you want to be, there's nothing saying that that's where you need to be to be successful. Don't get me wrong. But the, the mindset has changed where people are going, you know what? I just want to grow this so I could grow it and sell it or grow it and keep it and do other things. So that's another trend that I see that people are, are really focusing on that and growing their team and, and really leveling up the industry to where it's not, you know, Chuck in a truck and, and he's just kind of halfway doing things and might show up. No, it's getting to be a real professional, yeah, real professional industry that that is getting, you know, where it, it's gaining traction to, you know, to have companies that have eight or 10 trucks or whatever it is. And that's, I think that's where the trend is going. And there will still always be po- boutique guys. One of one of my good friends, it's just him and a helper. And I, if, if I wasn't mistaken, I bet he's more profitable than, than, than I am in my company because it's very boutique. And yeah. there's no shame in that. There's nothing wrong with it because he loves washing stuff. Yeah. And, and his wife loves selling the stuff on the phone. So it's a match made in heaven. Yeah. But they still go to the huge to learn about, okay, what are some things that I can implement in my business? So it's not just for people that have, you know, a bunch of employees. It's for, for an owner operator that is going, Hey, what's a P and L? Yeah. Why, why is this (laughs) important to me? Um, how do I do my, you know, how do I do my books? How do I do finances or what, what are some, some things that I can do as an owner operator that will, that will make me even more profitable? you know, or save me time and, and, and energy. And this is one thing I actually wanted to, wanted to segue into here is uh, if someone's listening to this pod, to this podcast and it's just mind blown and says, all right, this is some great information. Um, I love it. I want more. Jonathan, where do they find you? Where do they find the huge convention and how do they get there? The website. Um, So it's the huge convention.com. Um, we've got some cool videos uh, from last year that show you kind of what the experience looks like. And then uh, you can buy your ticket. Uh, it's 179 um, Prices will be going up in April. Um, so I suggest getting that. We also have a VIP experience. I think it's 399 at this point. And you get like front row seating and you get some extra perks. It's outlined on the website. Um, we're limiting that to 50 people. Um, so that's, that's a, a great way to go. Uh, so you can go on there. We've got these uh, awesome T-shirts that uh, that we have. That's uh, we do a special T-shirt for every year, and uh, you can get that there. It's it's really the one-stop shop to find out about it. Find out who the speakers are. Um, we're just now finalizing all of our speakers, so um, we do have Josh and Ashley Latimer are going to come in. They're going to talk about family systems. They're going to talk about you know how to. Um, make a, a husband and wife like better at communication um, because that's something that's really overlooked. So that's something that I think is going to be an amazing experience. We've got um, a guy named Kenny Thomas 
who served in the Black Hawk Down mission. He he wow. is a an Army veteran, um, and is a fantastic speaker, and is down to earth. He talks like us. Nothing special, um, except for he is extremely special. Um, you know, if you've seen the movie, he was on that helicopter. So, wow. it, it, you know, um, or it could have been ground force, but he was involved in the actual mission um, and tells an amazing story about the people around him. Um, great army veteran. Um, got a guy named Hamish Brewer, who is a leadership expert. This guy knows leadership inside and out, is going to teach you how to love your team. He's going to teach you how to grow and, and do amazing things with your team. Um, and, and those, those are our, our keynote speakers. Um, we got one more that, that, um, we're, we're getting locked in that is going to deliver an amazing amount of value. So these are your main stage speakers. They're speaking to everybody. And then we've got 30 speakers that are going to talk about things like that, that they know specifically marketing. We have a sales and marketing track. We've got a leadership and personal development track. We've got an employee-specific track. So we're we're encouraging people, bring your employees. Your ticket's $179. Like I said, prices are going to go up, but your employees, your extra people you're bringing will always be $125. So bring your sales and marketing manager if you are, have one of those. Bring your lead tech. Bring your helper. Bring your wife, if she's in the office answering questions, bring your wife and let her go to the spa while you're going to the convention. It Make it a family-oriented like thing. So that's really kind of the like different nuances that we have in there. We we really want this to be a an all-inclusive thing where you can come in, you're staying at a great hotel, you're getting great training, the food is amazing. If you've never been to the Gaylord Opryland Resort, it is phenomenal they just redid the entire atrium that place is great so it's august 17th 18th and 19th on the 17th we've got some pre-show classes those will be uh announced soon but i can tell you right now we've got uh howard partridge is going to be doing a um a whole class on there a whole day class um and so that'll be on the website you can buy tickets directly there um, we've got Raymond Burke and uh, Dougie Dew from Spray Wash Academy is going to be coming in. They're doing two separate classes. One is a, like a property and plant protection class. And the other one, I think they're going to do like a basics soft wash class. So very technical classes. Um, and then we've got some other stuff that's going to be marketing that's going to be software related. So those are the pre-show classes. And then the $179 gets you in on the 18th and 19th, and that gets you into all the keynotes, gets you into all the classes, all the breakouts, gets you into the expo, gets you into everything. And it's going to be a phenomenal experience for everybody. We've got it dialed in this year um, to make it an amazing experience. And I will tell you, we're working on something that is going to blow everybody's socks off Um until we get contract signed, I don't even want to mention it, but I can tell you it's going to be unlike anything you've ever seen at a power washing convention wow. uh, with some A-list talent that is going to just deliver some some just fun. And wow. That's all I got to say about that. So for 179 bucks, it's every time people go, you should charge more for this event. I'm like, we don't have to. This is this is a great event. We're, we're happy to put it on and we're happy to deliver that value because it is next level. So you go there, thehugeconvention.com, watch the videos. If, if you've never been, get in there, look at the, um, uh, you can just click buy your ticket 
and it's going to take you to a portal and, and you can go in there, register, get all your stuff done, book your hotel right there and just, just get there. It is yeah. an event that is not to be missed. And Absolutely. I'm not saying that just cause I'm the CEO, just cause I'm the owner as an attendee in yeah. 2018, 2019, 2020, virtually, um, we won't talk about that. And then 2021, as an owner, this is the premier event for home service industries. Yeah. And so, first of all, thank you, most importantly, for, for what you're doing in the industry uh, with this huge convention. It is huge. It's huge for the industry. Um, and it provides a lot of value. So thank you very much. And thank you so much for joining us today on this podcast to, to get this word out to, to anyone in the audience, uh, to anyone who's on the fence, to anyone who hadn't heard of the huge convention, uh, to anyone interested. So thank you again, Jonathan. Thank you so much for joining us, for sharing that, but also sharing all this amazing insight and advice. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. And if anybody wants to contact me directly, it's just Jonathan at thehugeconvention.com, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N at thehugeconvention.com. Email me, I'll answer any questions you got. Take him up on that. Please take Jonathan up on that. So thank you. Thank you for uh, for offering that to our audience. And uh, thank you for joining us again. I, I really appreciate it. And um, I'm, I'm going to have to have you back on the show. I'd, I'd love no to problem, have you back on. Yeah, it's All been right. a pleasure. It's been, the pleasure has been mine. So thank you as well to our audience. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for uh, all the engagement on Instagram. We've loved um, meeting people on Instagram and uh, meeting you at these shows as well. So reach out, find us at these shows, come say hi, uh, and DM me on Instagram. It's under uh, underscore pressure underscore PW underscore podcast on Instagram. Uh, if you found us on there, DM me with any speakers that you want to have on this, sh on this show. If there's anyone in the industry that you want us to interview on the show, please send them my way. And if there are any topics you want to have us discuss on this show to have amazing people like Jonathan, who are experts in the industry, if you want topics uh, answered by any experts, please shoot me a DM, let me know. And um, I really appreciate everything. So thank you to the audience. Thank you again, Jonathan. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and smash that subscribe button. And don't forget to hit the bell so you won't miss our next episode. This episode was produced by Jake Aronson. This has been a Pair Payments production.